Welcome to the Stonebridge Church Parenting Podcast, where we try to find meaning through the mess. The following audio is from our live parenting class held here at Stonebridge Church. Each episode will cover a specific topic related to parenting. From discipline to technology, we cover a wide range of important issues that parents need to have down. Now, here's parenting. Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, so we've been um, members here at Stonebridge, uh, Mary and I and, and our family, since about eight, about 18 years. Um, so we go back to the uh, Woodlands Parkway Baptist time. We Right when we got there, it was crammed, and then the church moved to the high school, and then we ventured here to this property. We were kind of talking about this in Sunday school. The very first, we were talking about tent revivals and stuff. Uh, there was an Easter service here that we were in a tent and a um, cold front blew through and it was just absolutely freezing. We had, you know, heavy jackets on and just, you know, but it, it was still a great time. We, because we were talking about, you know, these tent revivals, how, how uh, people, you know, can withstand. We were just trying to withstand it for an hour. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely incredible. But anyway, uh, yeah, we've been members here for, um, for about 18 years. And so I uh, want to kind of introduce our family um, so this is our three children here. We got Elise that's 31. In the middle. And then in the middle, of course, yep. <laughs> that's the girl. And then um, Brian is on your right, and he is 26. And then Christian is our youngest, and he's 22. And he just came. He he just left the nest. So he graduated from Texas A&M, industrial engineer, and uh, he's got a job now. Um, he has a, his first apartment that he's paying for. Uh, and uh, so that's encouragement, right, people? Um, and a uh, whopping 572 square feet. And uh, so it's but it's his, right? Where? Uh, off of 99 and 10. Yeah. Wow. So he's 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 uh, moving down there. And uh, so he's 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 excited, and so are we. <laughs> so yeah. So these are three kids, and you might say, you know, they always say, "Who's the favorite?" Brian right? Brian would bring that up a lot. Yeah. Who's, who's the, the favorite? favorite? Who's the favorite? Brian is a carbon copy of Chris Farley. If you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so and, uh, yeah. So he'd always ask us who's the favorite. So it, he, I, I was hoping he was going to come and yeah. sit in the class. We were today. hoping they would come. But um, obviously they didn't want to come. <laughs> so we were gonna we're gonna show, we're gonna you, the show you who our favorite is. So. <laughs> it's our grandson. So this is this was this past Easter, and uh, he's just learning about getting Easter eggs, and he's not really sure what to do with it anyway. So and we want to go on the record there, and uh, so and you know they think they they call themselves Funkles. They're the Fun Uncles. So Funkle O'Brien and Funkle Christian. Yeah. So this is our. Kind of our whole family, if you will. Our son-in-law, Jimmy, and Elise, and then James, and then the two boys. And then on the bottom left is our grand dog. That's fancy. So that, that's what we had at first is our grand dog. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our children. So, um, so we go to the gift. The gift. What is the gift? Well, our children are a gift, right? So it says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. That's, that's Psalm 127.3. And so, um, you know, they are a gift. And sometimes you want to re-gift them, right? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, anyway they, are, they are a gift from God. But let me ask you this. How many of you had to teach your children to be disobedient or disrespectful? I want to get it. Yeah, right. 
Nobody. You know, they're naturals at it, right? It's in their DNA to resist authority. I mean, that's how, that's what the flesh, you think about the flesh, that's exactly what it is. So there's no coincidence that God gives us the first command that deals with people is honor your father and mother. Then you will live long and full life in the land your Lord, your God gave you. So it's, that, a, it's a command, not a suggestion. Yeah, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a command. Um, God is very purposeful in, in what he does. He is... Um, He's placed parents in authority over children and not vice versa, okay? And you see that a lot of times. We, we um, Sometimes as parents, we want to take the path of least resistance uh, when it com comes to that. Um, I want to read this to you. It says, the relationship we have with our children is the basis for all of their other relationships, including God. If you think about it, many times the parents relationship and the relationship that they have with their children have a sense of what God is. You know, God the Father. A lot of times in broken homes there's a challenge for some people to really understand how much God the Father loves them. And so um, there's a quote from uh, Dr. Harold Sala that I uh, wanted to share with you. And it says, uh, regardless of how tired or stressed out a parent may be, enforcing the teaching learning process is one of the most important contributions a parent makes to the future of his children. That's right. So we want to jump into what is considered the first key. And that first key is to demonstrate respect. If, if they're going to be naturally disrespectful, what we have to do is we have to demonstrate respect. So two areas we kind of put them into is, is respect within the home, and then another one is respect outside the home. So we thought it would be a good idea is maybe in, in separate ways. How do, we ex how do we show respect in the home and outside the home? And I thought maybe this side, if you guys could kind of talk a little bit about in the home. How do you show respect in the home? And on this side, Get amongst yourselves and talk about outside the home. How do we how do we demonstrate respect? If you don't mind, we'll just take a couple of minutes and then we'll we'll gather back. Oh, Inside and outside, maybe on the on the board. Also, I think one of the things like Emily always talks about particularly with all of like Emily doesn't want to talk disrespectfully about herself, respect when she goes to the house and everything. Yeah, stuff like that. It's like no, because that's she's gonna pick up on that little bit. So she really needs like I don't think you know take care of herself, but like don't denigrate yourself when you you fall short and stuff like that. Yeah, so, 
after we leave the situation. Even like how a person that we're frustrated with, right? that's generally like the bend out of the respect side. We're going to show off, this is how you really feel. And I feel like a lot of the way not my children is not how you Like, oh, we just got to pretend we're going to be forcing a person to make you want to. Well, yeah. And like, obviously, not every time, even Okay, um, so it sounds like y'all are coming up with some good ideas. So Mary's going to write a couple of them down. Um, so inside the home, what did, did y'all come up with anything that, that um, came to mind? John has really good ideas. <laughs> so what are some Dem demonstrating respect in the home so what how do you how do you do that well, one of the things we mentioned uh, was just um, like respect between self so spouse and husband okay that's good that is very good that example, right you know if we do it for each other then hopefully our kids will yeah. pick up on it that's the first thing to do is soak yeah. up everything we right Wow, <laughs> emulate it. They'll want to emulate it, right? That's a that's a great one. What about um, outside the home? Was there anything y'all might have come up with? We're showing respect. We talked about just good old-fashioned manners. You know? Yeah. Please, thank so you. So yes, to others, yeah. right? Right. Okay. I would try to like my kids to address Mister <clears throat> like Mister Bell. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Like yeah. So these these are good. So we're going to show you what we came up with. So in some, you were going to say something? Well, they had a couple of good ones about like coaches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good like coaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Watch out. But you then, didn't put my also, in. Uh, one yeah. other great point was, you know, how we're talking when we get into maybe a tense situation with uh -huh. somebody that's, you know, our peer or whatever. Yeah. And we get back in the car and the kids are in the car uh -huh. and they hear us talking about, yes. you know, maybe what we didn't say. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. just showing respect all that's the very way through. Good. That's really good. So here, here's what we, we were looking at. In, all right, reverence for God. So how do, we, how do we show reverence to God in our family? Okay, what are we doing? Do we, do we pray before dinner? Or do we, we take turns? Or we, you know, what, what is it that we're demonstrating? Again, you were talking about with our children. How do we demonstrate that? Admiration for our spouse. You, you brought that up. How do I treat my spouse? Okay, that, that, is, that is key. One of the things... What we try to do um, is be purposeful in that too. Sometimes, because you want to demonstrate that if you, you know, if you have a daughter, you want to demonstrate how a man is supposed to treat a woman. Okay, um, and and vice versa. You know, um, how do you how do you show respect uh, to someone else? Um, the uh, loving guidance for children. I'll, this is one that. Um, uh, my in-laws did a tremendous, I'm an only child, but Mary's got, you know, two brothers and two sisters, and I can tell you, each one of them felt like they were the special child, you know? They, they loved on their kids so much that, and not in a, you know, a snobbish way, you know, like, they, but they realized their, their parents cared for them individually, and that's how God cared for us. When he died on the cross, it wasn't a corporate saving of sins it was each and every one of us individually he died for so I, I thought that was that was really a great example um, loving guidance for, for our children okay um, outside recognizing authority of teachers and coaches yeah that's that was one and y'all picked up on that understanding that our parent our children 
are going to have to deal with others in authority outside uh, our family, right? Um, it might even be, um, you know, eventually they're going to have to understand what the speed limits are. You know, there's laws that uh, if they're broken, there might be consequences. Um, treatment of extended family, friends, and neighbors, you kind of talked about that. How are we, you know, how are we talking about other people uh, that are close to us? And then, you know, really refusing to participate in gossip because that, that weed is, is really bad. I mean, we're all, I'm, I'm bad about it and I have to, you know, even at work, you know, I have to stop myself because you can really get pulled into that and then it just, it can, it's, it, it's a snowball thing. So good. Um, I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, are we there? Okay. Um, that was demonstrating, wasn't it? There's a, Mary's got a song that she wanted to uh, play. This is, actually our son Brian has this on his, uh, his playlist or whatever. Now, we're, we're new to all this fancy technology, <laughs> Spotify. No, right this is from um, I don't know if you heard of At Watching You by Rodney Atkins. Yeah, this is a this is a great this is a great song. You can hear it. Play just a little bit of it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't touch it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> don't hear it. One more verse. So you kind of get the idea. They're watching us, right? So we got to be careful of, of what is how our actions 
are and, and, and the words coming out of our mouth. So um, these are kind of the things that we have to demonstrate. We've got to be real careful what we're demonstrating. We're always going to be demonstrating something, but that's, that's really our, our, first, our first key. So that takes us to the second key, teaching respect. Um, Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. 22.6. A um, couple of things I want to show, some statistics. Um, from uh, These are from behavioral uh, folks. The, and again, this is behavioral for our children. They're like a sponge, right? And it fills up quick. A child learns 50% of everything he or she knows by age three. And then it says in 75% by age seven. So that's pretty fast. And that's just behavior. That's behavioral. behavioral. Yeah, you know, behavioral. a lot of behavioral issues. So um, a lot's going on in the early years. Mm -hmm. This is from Andy and Sandra Stanley. Um, they were talking about their kids. Their kids are gotten older, and they kind of wanted to kind of compartmentalize their relationship with their kids. Um, so that the way they kind of did it was looking at the discipline years of zero to five, teaching consequences, right? So your child darts off to the, to the street, you grab them immediately and you just tell them, you know, no, that's not what you do. Now you're not going to reason with them at that point, but you're just kind of telling them, wait, that's not where you want to go. Um, training years, start saying the behind, why behind the what of family it rules. One of the things, you know, when we get tired or whatever, we might say, you don't need to do that. Well, why? Well, because I said so. That's probably not the best answer. You need to pause, think about it, you know, try to give them a good, good reason why not to. And then later, 12 through 18, it's more advice from the sidelines, okay? Um, you're trying to help them. They may come up with a conclusion and ask them, okay, well, why, why did you come up with that conclusion? And then later on as adults, um, you're helping them process life together. More of a friendship kind of thing going on. And so they said that these stages gave us means for giving our children a growing responsibility for their side of, the, of our relationship. So it's kind of starting to let loose. Now, you know, it's, it's a sequence of events. If you hadn't started this, you know, you may be, you know, going back and forth between them, between these uh, this various areas, okay? Do you want to add anything to that or? Well, just that, you know, we're talking discipline, too, and that, um, you know, it's it's tied into the respect. You know, you, you, you have to discipline in, uh, in, in order for them to, to be showing respect to, to others and all that. Yeah. So. I mean, eventually, you, when you look at this, you know, they're in the nest and, and how you look at them, and then eventually as they go out of the nest, you know, they, they have a little bit more freedom. Um, as they go off to college and they come back, and then they come back again, and <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, anyway. For us, yeah. we're kind of between two. Uh, we have a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, so we have to be careful how we approach Absolutely. different situations with one or the other, because one yes. sees the opposites, and they're like, well, why is this happening? But, but when I do this, this happens, and so right. we have to be careful to gauge how we uh, respond and discipline in different areas. Absolutely. And then certain privileges um, for us because of, so our, our children are about five years apart, okay, approximately. And so 
you know, when someone got a phone, right? That was a big, well, you know, because Elise goes, well, I didn't get a phone until Saturday. I said, well, they didn't make them until, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so Christian was getting one a lot earlier than, than Elise did. So anyway, but, um, you know, you get little, little things that you have to explain to them why uh, certain things are. Um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and as you, so as we think about teaching respect, what are some elements or, I guess, fundamental attributes, elements is what we're looking for that you need to be, that need to be developed in our children. And so this is, and we were, you were talking about manners, where manners is, is important early on, that, you know, the yes ma'am, the no ma'am, um, opening doors, right, for other people. Um, when they talk, looking them in the eye, those kind of things, remind them that that builds that respect, okay, uh, that they need to, to show to others. Um, the importance of obedience, and this is to all authorities, and to emphasize that, that, you know, even mom and dad have to pay their taxes, right? You know, little things like that that you can show and demonstrate that we all have to you know, we all have authorities, you know, and, and God being, you know, the ultimate, obviously. Um, and so the other thing, too, is, you know, selflessness. A lot of times their world is just around them, right? The Earth's axis evolves through them. So early on, can you get them involved, um, perhaps, in the interests of others? Uh, maybe help, helping out with somebody or sharing their toy with a, with a neighbor or a friend. Um, unconditionally, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, the other thing is maybe even volunteering as they get older, give them opportunities to volunteer, maybe even as a family. I know sometimes here, you know, when we, we put food together as teams and, and families can come together and do some of those kinds of things, it puts the emphasis not on them but on others, okay, and obviously we've got the ultimate uh, example is Jesus Christ, right? So for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. He is our, he is the ultimate sign of showing respect to the Father that he was willing to come down and sacrifice his life for each and every one of us. I think that shows such, such respect to all people and all walks of life and all that just, you know, just teaches them something so important. Yeah. Okay, so because of our great planning, um, and our training skills, our children are respectful and they're the envy of all the parents in the woodlands, right? And then it happens, right? They fall off the bike of respect and obedience. Okay, so what are we gonna do? I call this responding to the dis, the disobedience uh, or the disrespect. We're gonna respond to that. So they've disobeyed you, what are you gonna do? So, wait a minute, hold on, not what are you gonna do? First, what are you not going to do? We're going to talk about that. What are some of the knots that we shouldn't be doing? First of all, we got to pause. Okay, I don't know about you, but a lot of times our adrenaline, you know, maybe you've told them specifically not to do something, and then they, they just, you know, I'm going to be the authority this time, and I'm going to do it my way. Um, the adrenaline kicks in, so pause. Don't try not to respond in anger, okay, or in an abusive way, because that's just going to make things worse and really really um, not really improve the relationship you have with your children. Um, try not to be impatient um, and don't use words in a demeaning way or shame your child. Try not to yell and try to keep your mood out of it because it's key. You're trying to correct the action, okay? Biblical thing I was thinking about was when Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah 
and, and he tells God, okay, you know, are you going to really get rid of this town, you know, if there's, you know, 500 good people? And he says, okay, I won't do it. Okay, now this is God he's talking to, right? And then he says, well, what about 100? Well, what about 50? Well, what about five? Yep, yep. You may know the answer. God knew what the answer was, but he allowed Abraham to walk through the answer because he wanted to teach him. So these are teaching moments, and so we got to be careful that we don't just fly off the handle when we're trying to, to make a teaching moment out of it. Okay, so the first thing to do is really to say, okay, why? Why did this happen? Why did they fall off the bike? Um, did, uh, are they doing it to try to get your attention? Okay, that, that could very well be. Um, what about uh, imitating behavior? And that's again watching yourself. You know, little eyes are watching you, right? So that's a, um, that's a thing you've got to be careful of. They may be testing your limits. Absolutely. Um, lack of clarity of expectations. Um, that's a good example. Told my son, hey, you've been doing yard work, go clean up. We're going to go out to eat. You need to, you know, go get a shower. Get, took the shower, comes back out. Did you do soap? No, didn't use soap. <laughs> Lack of e clarity of expectations. When you take the shower, make sure to use the soap. Okay. I know which one that was. <laughs> yeah, we can show you which one that was. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's inconsistent training. Maybe you say bedtime today is bedtime is nine o'clock. Is it nine o'clock every night? So a lot of times they want to test your limitations on that. Um, and then the power struggle with authority. You know what? Are, what are they doing? Is it is it really this? You know they're just doing it to spite me. You know or is it? And it, we struggle with that. With that we all struggle with that because there, we still have the flesh with us. Yeah, all of us. Um, so let's talk about what to do. Okay, and so this is, um, here's a couple of points here, and if, if y'all want to chime in what y'all think too, that's great. Explain why the behavior is not okay, okay, in a respectful way. Um, and settle on consequences that are fair and can be enforced. You don't want to, you know, say, okay, you can't eat for a whole month, you know. That's, you know, well, that, obviously that's, that's not something you can really, really do. Um, make sure you follow through. Be forgiving. You want to love the child and not the behavior. And that a lot of times when our adrenaline spikes, you really have trouble. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, regifting. You know, you want to get. I was talking about regifting the children. So that's one of those things um, that uh, sometimes it's hard to decipher the two. And you know, that is the behavior, and uh, it's a, an opportunity. To, to teach them. And I, I think of God, and that's, that's this whole journey. If you read the Bible, it's, it's, a, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth is the acronym for the Bible. And he's teaching us the whole way through. And so as parents, he's expecting us to, to teach our children. Yeah, um, I was going to say, there's a couple examples the about Brian. But, oh, yeah. um, just an example of... Um, own our daughter. Uh, she was in middle to high school, somewhere right, right there. Mm -hmm. And just something that happened to me. Um, we were was in carpool line, and she um, came by. And I was we were standing outside. All the moms were talking and stuff. And she came by and uh, talked to her about something. 
and she turned and just rolled her eyes and to me that's just you know mm, that just kind of got me and luckily I was she walked off and I was able to, to wait a little bit because of course I would have just jumped on her right then and there but she got in the car late, a little bit later and um, you know it was my time to say you don't ever ever do that and she never did it again because I think she understood that you never do that and um, uh, it, it was just um, just one of those moments where you see the disrespect and you just gotta stop it in the tracks yeah and um, I was thinking another. it's just a, such a common thing you see kids yeah. doing and, and all that too and then the biblical reference about Brian yeah so um, yeah well, I was thinking the other okay. example too. So, um, uh, yeah, depending on their, you have sibling, you know, the sister or rivalries or brother rivalries, whatever. So Christian and Brian were not getting along, and they were they were hitting on each other, and you know, just just causing a, a ruckus. And um, I said, okay, you don't if you can't get along, we've got we've got chores you can do together. And so, sure enough, I said, okay, last warning, boom. So I made them clean the dumpster together. So they had to pull the trash out of the dumpster and clean the dumpster. And I said, if, if you still can't get along, we have toilets to do. <laughs> and so what happens is, and the reason why we did that, because we want them to reconcile those differences together. They want to take the responsibility to, to rebuild those relationships with themselves. And sure enough, you know, after they did the dumpster, they were fine, you know. And But it's some, sometimes it's not you know, you want to fix it yourself, and sometimes with, with your children, you may have to let them fix it as they get a little bit older. Now, certainly young, young, you, you're going to have to, you know, you have to use your best judgment on that, so. Not only do they have to respect adults, they've <clears throat> got to respect each other. And right, right. That's just what been happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this says, no, um, this is from Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained in it. So, okay, so you got this, right? So um, we've got these keys. The important thing is, a lot of times, is to understand what motivates your child you know, in, in a corrective, loving way, one child will be stimulated by something and very different from another. And, and, and you have to really and know your children that way. And, and to do that, you've got to be active in their lives, you know, and, and um, all the way through. And that's one of the things that Mary has always taught me is that the importance, always on your guard, always, they're always on the forefront. And, uh, um, and I think that way it, it'll go well. But I think this next thing is, is as important because you can't al always be there for your kids. Um, and that's the, the final key. And that's godly external influences. Um, you, you can't always be there for them because um, they're, they're going to leave the house and they're going to go to functions. You know, as they get older, their lives get more complicated and so they're going to be at other places and you want them to be around other godly people. And for us, our testimony is the children's ministry here in the youth program um, has been invaluable. It's been a godsend, no pun intended. Um, for us, when we've been in the Woodlands since 1986 and we had, it was 
we found our situation, we need to find a new church. And um, before we came to Stonebridge, we had to force our children to go to church. When we, well, it's get in the car, we're going, you know. Um, when we started going to Stonebridge, they were telling us to get in the car. And it was a big difference. We, um, we do volunteer in the first and second grade boys and third and fourth now. We're, we're kind of pinch hitters now over there. But um, what I can tell you is it's an incredible children's ministry. They get to see the entire Bible multiple times. And as they get older, when they graduate out of here and they go in middle school, what this, this church does is they get older kids that are on fire for God to be mentors. And with that, I can't tell you how that the key. incredible that is for your, for your children. Um, and then likewise, at the, at the bridge, they've got college students coming in and mentoring that continues. And that has meant a huge impact on Brian and Christian and, and the, and the oh, friends nice. they want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's vitally important, too. Yeah, they're still not perfect, but when you have... You have the whole body of Christ raising your children. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I want to tag on to that, too, because your kids, at least Brian for sure, and both of our kids became interns. And that is critical also because the statistics are, you're not going to want to hear this, but you guys' kids are in church, but 80% of our kids, when they go off to college, are going to walk away from their faith. That's just, that's pretty well there in stone. That's what happens. And if your kids serve, though, that changes. About 80% of those kids won't. And Brian is involved in ministry. My son is, is you know, a missionary in Bryan, Texas, and Michaela wants to be a missionary. And all that comes from them wanting to serve and starting it right here. And, yeah. you know, so they, they, they want to be like those older kids, and they see those older kids living their faith. And then if they turn around and serve in that capacity, then that's even more critical. Absolutely. It's almost, I mean, I know they, they're influenced by the way we raise them and all that, but that is like the biggest thing. And let me tell you, even as early as Awana, okay, I don't know if some of your kids are involved in Awana, but in, when they get in a small group, you, you know, <coughs> Christian had the same guys that was in his Awana class that were in his small group, his D group. And so you really get, you know, you really have some bonding there. And then those are, those are groups, too, that they can, they can share their, their feelings, you know, with someone that's not their parents and, and have a sounding board. And so uh, Stonebridge has just been an incredible blessing uh, for us. So any other comments or thoughts, questions? We would, we would echo that as well, our, our girls. Um, Stonebridge. Mm -hmm. They got involved in the youth, the youth group and the, the bridge and all the functions there. I remember coming home one night on a weekend and they had a bunch of kids over and they were all playing worship music in our in our study and just having yeah. a little sing along and it was uh, you know we were like oh my gosh you know when we were 17 16 no. you know we weren't doing this <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so it was really I mean that's been a, a really that's a great testimony so, and then one other thought I had too on on the uh, as you were talking about. Um, discipline and how uh, we're, you know, when we catch our kids being disrespectful, how important it is to correct it, you know, gently and appropriately. Sure. But one of the things that w that's worked really well for us as well is catching them when they do show respect. Yes. Giving yeah. them Great point. Because yeah. that's, yeah. you know, and like you said, you have to be involved in their lives to see that. But, yeah. uh, but you know, be looking for it. Yeah. 
Um, I get to coach girls lacrosse, and uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that I've learned coaching, they're going to respond a lot better to that positive praise. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like even the other kids watching, when you're giving positive praise to one person, they're listening and they're hearing you, and they're like, "Oh gosh, okay, if I do this, I'll get some positive." It's contagious. Yeah, yeah and that's you a great show point. example of how to act as a coach when parents come to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's right. Any other any other thoughts? I have a question. Yeah, sure. I'm just curious on mm -hmm. your thoughts of the relationship between uh, respect and trust, and how those two kind of play with each other. Yeah. Um, like hand in hand. Yeah, I think they they are hand in hand. I think you you um, you earn trust um, in a way because um, trust means they're 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 placing their their whole being in your in your hand, if you will, or whatever that whatever we're talking about. When you trust it, um, that's what faith is. You know, we forsake all and we trust in what what God has done for us. And so, that is a, a precious commodity because if you um, if you lose the trust of your child, it's hard to get that back. And so, it's 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 almost it, that's sacred um, when it comes to children and. Um, <clears throat> The respect is, I guess, from from a parent is respecting, uh, being respectful in how you respond to them, yeah. to them, and that's why we kind of say pause. And that builds a trust. Yeah, that builds a trust that you're well, being honest. And what and you do when you don't do that, because there right. will be times when you will respond. Or at least I did. Y'all might not, but I, I responded in anger at times. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or inappropriately at times, and then having to go back to those kids and, and apologize for that behavior and to let them know that that wasn't the best way for me to handle yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's key to know that hey, I am, I'm not perfect, and and when I do make a mistake, own up to it, own up to it. And that's why I think it's real important to, to when something happens, you got to stop for a minute and think and pause. And sometimes we would even send the child to the room. Give you time to do that. Yeah. Go go there and wait till you calm down. And then we'll talk to you. And that's also like, what are we going to do? We have to, yeah. you know, we got we to huddle yeah. on this, you know, and, you know, call somebody, yeah. you know, phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That so. happened many times. How do you balance maybe like between, like, I'm thinking like external people, like the respect for people who maybe aren't necessarily their authority? Or maybe they don't need to like listen to their authority. Or you would advise that, but how do you like combine? Because obviously, respect and authority are combined. So how do you teach them respect and the difference between like I'm thinking like different parents telling them what to do or whatever that kind of situation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like let's just say you know you have a teacher that's probably you're not fully supportive of. Um, yeah, that's like a you can say look because you get in the real world, you're gonna ha you may have a mm -hmm. boss that you don't appreciate as much as you should or whatever. Same with teachers saying, you know, try to find some of the positives along with the name. And I think you've got to watch them, you know, and say, look, these, you know, go to that teacher. If you have certain problems with them and say, help me understand this because you want to be able to go alongside, be supportive as much as you possibly can and say, you know, understand, honey, that, you know, whatever this is, but we're, we'll get through this together, you know. Um, it's a and that is a that's a tough situation. That happened with Christian too one time with a, a, a tennis coach at in high school, and 
um, he was generally a nice guy, but I think he was hard on some of the kids and all that stuff. And I don't know, some things I felt like you just got to let go. Um, he wasn't being abusive or, you know, things like that. But it was just his the way he was doing things. And sometimes you just got to learn that, you know, when you're at work sometimes, there's going to be people you've got to, um, you've got to go along with what they're doing unless it's something that's immoral or yeah you don't want to like compromise that, your faith no. okay yeah, that's that's compromise, important you can't don't compromise that but there, you've got to find but you got to be able to take instruction right and, right yeah. and I think you have to ask God for for wisdom on how this is this is not acceptable and so and then you have to address it so you got to see if it's really unacceptable or just a different way of yeah doing something too yeah and you know, I think there's like every teacher you can act this way with or I can have this approach with or every issue it's like, well, it's just their problem, not necessarily your problem, you know. So it's like a yes. balance. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, with the three children that you had, one of the things that at least I found really interesting um, with our children was um, I didn't, didn't really realize until after we had our second one that uh, the consequences for each child actually for our kids needed to be different. Yes. Uh, one of them was like our first one um, responded very much to like anything that was removed from like when he had a, his toys removed from him or mm -hmm. anything like that or the, the idea of potentially getting spanked was like I'm done with whatever it is that I'm doing uh, but with our second one um, she doesn't seem to like, like mm -hmm. having spanking is like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get this over with. Yeah. Yeah. Get this over right. Yeah. Uh, for her, it was like she needed to be, if she was going to be in her room by herself, that's horrible. Yeah. Spankings or whatever, I don't care about that. But if I have right. to be by myself, well, that's right. just really bad. Uh, I'm curious about with your, all your children, did they have different consequences and how did yeah. you discover those? Yeah. It's just because the, the, the issues were different too. You know, the what they did was different. And so you just try and match it with what they did and the severity of it and, and, and everything. Yeah, um, like for Elise, our, our, she's our oldest. We thought this would work on Brian. It would not work on Brian. And so you immediately, okay, what is it that he likes? And that's why you have to be in their lives and understand what what is motivating the behavior and what, what is something that we can take back as consequences that would, you know, adjust that behavior. But we, you, you get know. asked, why, why didn't he get this? Or why didn't she get, you know, why did you do this to that person? And it's just, you got to, you know, stick with, it. I think just there, this is what we're doing for this person. It's just, they, it can't all be the same. Yeah. It can't all be the same. I'm always trying to be as fair as possible with sure. both of them. Yeah. So when the consequences needed to be different for both of them, I got really was conflicted about that. Still, and to some well, and that, that's a good way to put it. It's just this is fair. fair for this yeah. for right. this you know problem. Is there characterized? I mean, is this a little one-off thing or because there was a family and you're talking about two kids that one's generally obedient and the other one's not really challenging, you know, and so they're having a hard time rectifying that, you know. We, our two kids are very different too. Like our son was the spank, spank me, get it over with, whatever. And our daughter, we hardly ever had to spank because that would be like. Mm. And one of the things that helped us a lot with our kids understanding each other was when we started talking about love languages and that kind of stuff. And they understood that they're different, and so different things affect them, and that really helped. Um, 
depends on the age of your kids. Yeah, if they're a little, right you now. can't really yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah really get that. <laughs> 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 daughter's words of encouragement, so if you just bust at her, that was bad, really bad. She's doing really Well, you know, that you do, early on, you understand what their love language, like you're saying, they do love the compliments or what's important to say, oh, and wasn't that nice, you know, that you, you know, you saw that mom loves to have a water by the side or bedside at night and you just brought it. That was awesome. Thank you for doing that. You know, there's little things like that. And there's something about the gratitude and that, that selflessness, when you see them act selflessly all by themselves, wow, that's a God moment. And you need to recognize that. Um, but if you start introducing some of those things where they're not focusing on just themselves, the three favorite people, me, myself, and I, you know, um, that, that's huge. That's huge. And like that one slide said, you know, it's so early on that they learn these behaviors and things like that. And it isn't just happened this past week. There was, I was um, sitting on the computer and um, uh, I heard uh, somebody crying outside, a little kid crying outside. And I, walk out and we have a family down the street there's several kids in the family and I think this was a friend that happened to be over and they play down on the street all the time and often they're really sweet kids and one of the, their friend fell from a bike and he was crying I went in and it got something and the mom was coming down and we we're taking care of him and everything and one of the little girls it was I think she was seven years old she just looked up at me and she wasn't the one that was hurt just looked at me and said thank you and I just thought oh my goodness she you know that's big I think for a little kid and I thought this mom is really doing such a nice job with these kids and she, I mean to me that was a wonderful sign of respect to me and, and all that so yeah gratitude she just she yeah yeah so those little things yeah how did you go about you have we have two boys mm -hmm. and it's always seems like it has to be a competition and I'm like, for goodness sake, no, you know, I don't like one, but I mean, just because I go, it's so. Yeah. And how do you keep like, to, I mean, I don't think they have to be best friends, and maybe one day they will no, they would, yeah. Okay, I Trust guess. me, they they, they weren't buddy buddy. But I'm like, and it's like, why do I? I'm like, because he's. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, and especially the older one, he's the one who's more, more about himself. Yeah. The younger one's tender-hearted and sweet, so it just kills him when his yeah. brother does not give him the time of day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And trying to teach him that, okay, when he's with his friend, because he's like, why does he always have to act so different when he's, and I'm like, because he's with his friend. I mean, yeah. I don't know how to. We, we have the exact same thing, and it was the whole time. They're, oh. You know, they're about four and a half years different, and um, I have to say, Brian was more the instigator. Christian was, you know, the the one that, that didn't really get into trouble. <laughs> and, um, he just he would you know try and stir up his brother and all that stuff and every once in a while Christian would just explode and oh, I've had enough and you know I would talk we would talk to him yes <laughs> I, would, I would talk to them we would talk to him separately you know and just kind of explain you know this he's you know why he's why he's doing it or he shouldn't be doing it and all that stuff and but they've become very good friends too yeah. <laughs> when, when they, yeah, in their 20s. I, I think, too, you've got, and it, it you've got while, to think not short-term, but long-term on yeah, a lot of these things. Yeah. And making sure consistent that, that family is sacred, okay? Right. And eventually they're going to get it and say, look, you treat perfect strangers better, better than, than your brother. That's why the little brother fails. Yes. And we would try and, I would try and keep, do things together with yeah. them to, um, uh, so they would want to do things together later on. I mean, yeah. now they'll get together and do things and all that stuff because I didn't want them to be just 
two separate boys that right. I and was, you know. I, our oldest one I told Brian I said God has called you to be a big brother mm -hmm. that's why he, he specifically put you here for that reason and so you've got to you've got to reconcile that with God how can you be an effective big brother and uh, he eventually would get it you know but it took a long time. <laughs> so you have to be patient. And and also in the little one, you said be patient with your brother. He's still uh -huh. learning. You know, you say he's you know, he's not an adult and I know you want this and we pray for that, but you just you just you know let them know you're right there for them. Try doing things where they can do things yeah, together that together. are fun. <clears throat> you know, as a family or whatever. We do golfing things and whatever and last week's podcast would be good to listen to. Okay, because I missed last week. Sorry, we were at yeah. sporting stuff and then yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. talk specifically about that. Yeah. We'll get better. When they're just us or like when they go to their grandmother, she's like, Oh, they're golden. It's just usually when they get around mm. the other you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and I was like, he's just kinda of showing off just Yeah. 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 Okay. Should get better. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well let's uh let's close in prayer. Uh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for this time together. I just pray for pray for all us here as parents. Lord, we just need your guidance uh, daily, moment by moment. Thank you uh, for your word, for your Holy Spirit that can help us in time of need. And Lord, I just pray each and one of us could demonstrate respect uh, first for you, to you, and uh, that... Uh, through our ways, um, that we would uh, share your gospel, not only to our family, but to those around us, and um, know that you're the ultimate authority uh, in our lives, and that you know what is best for us. Lord, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, who was the one that was selfless to come and live the perfect life that we could never live, and uh, to die for us. Lord, we thank you so much, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.